Hallelujah. With ha- hands raised all over this place, let's just let's just think about the blood for a moment. Hallelujah that, that God that shed His blood on Calvary's hill and that it ran down the cross and it just kept on going. Ran down Galgotha's hill and just kept on going and just kept on flowing. Hallelujah. Anybody know what the blood of God feels like? Hallelujah, Jesus. Just love Him for a minute. Hallelujah. There's just nobody like Him. Nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is in this place. Hallelujah. And it has nothing to do with me being up here. He's way, way beyond me, and He's way beyond any of us. He just so happens to allow His mercy and grace to, to slow down just a little bit and grab a hold of us. And take us where He desires to go. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a moment, a little while. There's oh, just nobody like like Jesus. I do want to say thank you. Um, I didn't even have to tell anybody, but every time Brother Hill tries to be funny, you just don't do anything. You just you just stay still. You don't change your expressions. And I, I, it means a lot to me. I appreciate that. You have no idea. You have no idea how that feels inside when he tries to be funny and you just stare at him like he's stupid. It just, <clears throat> it's so gratifying in my flesh, so you got to forgive me. God, it's Sunday morning, but it's not just Sunday morning, as we've said over and over. It's another opportunity for God to do something special. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank goodness for uh, Brother Davis's sister, because this has opened up a new realm. Not only do I get to make fun of Brother Hill, but I also get to make fun of Brother Davis, who is, who, <laughs> this is just perfect. I know, he's coming. I'm, I'm warming up. I'm trying to, I'm making mental notes already, trying to figure out how we're going to play this out this morning. And hopefully, before it's all done, God can still get some glory, and if not, then it's my fault. Hallelujah. But God is good. His mercy endureth forever. I, uh, I love our church. Um, I, I, I never stop giving honor to our pastor and the ministry. And as much as I do give Brother Hill grief, Brother Fox, um, there is protection there that I would never get out from underneath. I'd never cross that line. And if I ever did, I would, I would publicly make sure that I fixed it. Um, that their, uh, their protection and their safety is very important to me. But I do like to have a little bit of fun. Um, Brother Davis is, is an elder of mine, but <laughs> I had no idea that you had a sister that was 25 years younger than you. You never said anything about that. He never mentioned it, not one time. Has he ever said a word about that? Hallelujah, Jesus. But I'm excited about tonight. Um, I, miss, I miss my pastor. I'm not saying that God can't move without him, but I, it, there is something, there's security there that I don't feel when he's not, he's not right there. And uh, I'm so glad that he's going to try to come tonight. We're going to have a good service. Amen? There's, uh, there's expectation. Just everything gets set up when he's able to do, to do what he does best. But there's something about being on this side of Jordan that changes, that changes us. That changes us individually and as a church. And it, it takes a church effort. Um, I remember when we were just downstairs with just a few of us. I've said it a bunch of times and now we've got... Over half the church comes and prays together every Sunday night. And it's, it's not a tradition. It's just what you do when you're on this side of Jordan. 
that there's got to be a separation between what's traditionalized and what just needs to be done from this day forward. And I, I'm so thankful that there were men like Joshua that made sure that there was a distinction between, well, this is tradition and this is just what we're going to do from this day forward. Hallelujah. And that's just going to be one of those things that we just do from this day forward. But I am thankful that we can come together with or without our shepherd and still have a move of God. Sunday night was fantastic because we just made up our minds that we're, going to, we're just going to have church, Brother Manley. It, I, I, I wish he was here, but Brother Davis, God is still here. There's still people here that need a touch, and we're just going to do it, Brother Dave. We're just going to have church. And tonight, we're going to better do that with our shepherd, and it's going to be, I want you to come tonight just expecting something awesome. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, this is all very familiar to all of you guys. Isaiah 40, 18, and then 25. Um, then there's, there's a couple others. Um, I'm going to have, have to have Brother, Brother Tuttle's help this morning. Um, there, that's not a bunch of reading, but there's a couple, couple different spots. Isaiah jumps around, and then we're going we're gonna to really, really get into this. Isaiah 40 and 18, To whom then will ye liken God? Or what likeness will ye compare unto Him? Is there anybody that you can compare God to? Now, now we say good versus evil, so Jesus versus Satan, but there, there is no... You can't compare the two because Satan is created and Jesus is the creator. So there is no, there is no comparison. You can't compare that. It's not a fair comparison because one is considerably greater than the other. The workman melteth a graven image and the goldsmith spreadeth it over the gold and casteth silver chains. Let's keep going. We'll go all the way through. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation. Chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Let's keep going. Have you not known, have you not heard that hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? These are good questions. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Hallelujah. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Let's keep going. This is good. That bringeth the princes to nothing, he maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. That's good. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anyway, Isaiah is talking about God. And Isaiah got a revelation of who God was. You may be seated. The thing is, is that what separates certain men from other men is their, their revelation of who God is. Now, it's easy for us to... Has anybody ever felt healing come into their body? Honestly, raise your hand if God has ever touched your body. And you, you know, you being a child of God, you, you, you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you understand the, the, what just happened. It makes sense to you. You understand, you have the revelation, God is a healer. And it's not because someone's told you it, it's because you've literally, you've felt it. You know that God is a healer. Has anybody ever not known how they were going to get to the next day? Has anybody ever been in a situation financially where you didn't know what was going to happen next week, next month? So you understand that God is a provider. Here you are today, still asking God to help you get till to next week. You, you understand that principle that you ask and you shall receive. You knock and the door shall be opened unto you. You seek and you shall find. You understand that through the revelation that God allows you to have. And it becomes more than just somebody up here telling you, well, this is what you should do, this is how you do it. You do it for yourself and then that revelation comes. And that makes sense to all of us. 
It just, it just makes sense. But sometimes we forget that He is He's more than just a provider. He's more than just a protector. He's more than just a healer. When was the last time you really just got on your face and just, just loved Him without asking Him for something? When was the last time that you really sought the face of God just, just to seek it without, without there being any, any motives of your kids being sick or a loved one having can't you, you understand. There, there are situations that you, you need to bring before God, and I'm not saying that, that, that that's wrong. There, there is order to that, and there are times that we need as a church to come together and pray for things, and I understand that. But as an individual, as an individual who, who I feel has crossed over Jordan, how many times do you just stop and just tell God that you love Him in the middle of your day? For, for no reason. For no reason. Not because there's a situation going on. But just stop, Sister White, and just say, I love you, Jesus. Thank you. I can, I can feel you. Thank you for being here. There's a, there's a revelation of more than just being a healer, a provider, protector, all those things. And it comes through your relationship with God. One of the men we were listening to, Brother Jeffers, who's just a phenomenal man of God, he said that, that a lot of times apostolics, we push so hard to get more people into church. We push for that numbers. We want 500, 600, 700 member church. And it's not, there, there's no ill feelings there. There's nothing there that's perverted. It's, you really do want that many people saved. You really do want that many people in your community in church. But the problem is, is that as, as the bridegroom, who is the church, and God as the husbandman, if we would do our job between us and God, Children would be born naturally out of that. Naturally. There's no, there was no effort there. You just naturally would have that. There are no complications with God in the church. There are no situations to where you'll have miscarriages. It can't happen with God because it's, it's perfection. And when we make sure that we, get in, we align ourselves with perfection, the, the, the new babies will come. The reason that it doesn't is because our revelation of God as the husbandman isn't there yet. Our revelation of who God really, really is isn't there because you've grown up knowing that He was a healer. You grew up knowing that, that He was a provider, that He would be there, Brother Davis, no matter how ignorant or how stupid or people making fun of you from up here are, that He still, he still got it. And, and until we get that revelation, until we understand, Brother G, that He's more than that, then we're always going to be where we're at. And the thing is, there was people that crossed Jordan just because everybody else was. There were people that were, get, that were enjoying the promises of God, that were enjoying water of, out of wells that they didn't dig just because they were where they were supposed to be at the right time. Hallelujah. It had nothing to do with, with who they were as a person, Brother Dave. You spiritually can be not where you're supposed to be, but because you're where, where the church is, it's just it's going to happen. But there's got to be a point. Every dad, you just, you just, you just, you just do it. Hallelujah. My daughter has changed the way that I look at myself. She's changed the way that I, I view fatherhood. Um, she has the ability to love me no matter what. Even after discipline, she's still, it, it's, it's, it's hard. I didn't, there, was no, there was no girls growing up. So there's a, there's, I'm learning. I'm learning. And, it, it's, and it, I have to tell her, I'm so, you're just going to have to bear with me because I'm, I'm new at this. She's gonna have to, we're just going to have to learn some things together about each other. But the thing that is so amazing is, is that all of us have to, we have to, um, we have to have something that we can compare that to. You look at the love of God and then you look at the love of your, your spouse or your, your kids or the love that someone has shown you 
growing up, there, there's got to be a connection there in your mind that, that makes that make sense. But there's a point in spirituality to where you go beyond anything that you've ever understood or, or felt. It's getting out of the box. It's getting out of who you are. Mary Magdalene comes to, to Jesus in the middle of his little meeting, and she begins to wash his feet. You guys, you know the story. You know the story. And the, the, immediately the disciples, def, def, they defend them their own flesh because it's, 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 uh, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable that we're where we're supposed to be, and you're not welcome. You're not welcome here. And what, what did Jesus say? He says, no, 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 no. You don't understand. She's actually got a revelation of who I am. Shut up. Stop talking. Just, just let, me, let me enjoy this with her. Now, see, the problem is that the world has turned that around and created a, a perverseness about that to where there was a lot more to, to going on, but that, that's, that's false. That, that didn't happen. Hallelujah. If it did, I think God would have inspired someone to write it down and we'd have, we'd have found it in the Scripture. But the point is, is that the disciples began to make excuses for the situation that they were in. And the problem was is that they hadn't got the revelation that a woman had gotten. They'd been with Jesus for three years. It was almost over. They knew that the end was coming, but yet their revelation of God was still the exact same. Philip asks him, show us the Father that it might suffice us. See, Jesus answers, he says, says have, I, have I been with you so long that, that you've forgotten even the, the most simple parts of me? Why? Because their revelation of him was only what they wanted it to be. It was, it was just this simple He's going to be here for us. We was on the boat, got in trouble. He got us out of it. We got hungry. He fed us. It's the same revelation that all of us, we all get to this, this point in revelation and then it, then it stops. Oh, we're going to cross the Jordan. Well, pastor said to, we'll, we'll all get across and we'll just, we'll go service at a time. We come up to the front, we pray because that's what we're asked to do. There's just a certain revelation to where we get to there and then it's, then we stop. And now this woman has taken it to another level. And Jesus said, stop, you need to, you need to, you need to learn something here. As, as much as it hurts your pride and as much as it bothers you that somebody has figured it out before you did, you need to learn and see what she's doing. It's not about the money that she, just, that she spent, because that was, that was the next thing. We always get on the money, Brother Manley. Well, they, we could have given that to the poor. And then Jesus punched him right in the face and says, well, the poor you have with you always. It's, it's, and it wasn't the fact that the poor was, it was that, that situation you're going to have with you always. Brother Davis, you're always going to have a situation where there's valleys. The point was is that it wasn't that there's always going to be poor people on the earth, which he was right in that sense too, but it was, it was that situation. The poor is with these situations are always going to be here, but I am not. God's not always going to be here. And one day he's going to rapture this place up and you better be ready. And just because you come on Wednesdays and Sundays doesn't mean that you're ready. You understand that. It's more than there's a relationship. There's a revelation of who God is that takes you beyond just being faithful to church. Yeah, that, that's true. That's great. I'm glad that you're here every service. But there's more. There's more than that. Why was John the Baptist the greatest born of, of, a, of a woman? Brother Hill preached about it. It's because he had the ability to get out of himself and just let God be God through him. You don't get any better than that, Brother Dave. But it's because John the Baptist had that revelation. He understood that there was more to this. There's a whole lot more to, to this than just me. There's more to this than just McCormick's Creek. Hallelujah. There's more to this than just our pastor. This is so, there's so much more to God. This man of God got a revelation of who he was in God, and he found himself 
he, he woke up out of a sleep and he found himself in this, this huge mass was in front of him. He said, I can't even describe it. And there was this little pinhole, just a little off, off center. And God spoke to him and said, that's you in the body of Christ. That, that's, who, that's who you represent. And the point was, was that we all have to get a revelation of who, who you are in God. And once we get the Holy Ghost, it, it makes it easier, but that doesn't, make the, doesn't mean that it's going to stop right there. That means every day you have to die daily. He talked about all the, all the simple basics that we go over and over and over and over. There's a reason to all of that, to help you understand and get the revelation of who God really is. And Isaiah had the ability to receive that revelation. There's other prophets, there's other men of God that had, had the same, same revelation, but there was something about Isaiah, and he got to see God in his fullest authority. The Bible says that he saw also the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the, the, the authority of God, filled the entire temple. Why? Because Isaiah refused to just be another prophet. He had the ability to, to push God into allowing him to take him to another level, to allow him to get a revelation of who God was that was beyond himself. And that's where, that's where we are. The created declares who the creator is. Have you ever closely examined a watch or, or a motorcycle or any of that, anything that has been created. As diverse as all these things may seem or be, they all share at least one thing in common. They were all created by a creator or an inventor. And most of the time that you see something that has been created, it's got the inventor's name on it. Every watch that you see, there, there's a name on that watch. Everything, every car that's out there. Every tool that you buy, everything that, that we deal with on a daily basis has been created by somebody and their name is on it. Is God's name on you. No, I mean to the point to where people can see it, just like they can look at a watch and see that it's a fossil. Or You understand what I'm... There's, there's a revelation of who God is that we have got to grasp. And it's more than just being a protector and a provider. It's going beyond that. It's realizing that not only did He create the whole world, not only is the earth His throne and the, I'm sorry, the heaven is His throne and the earth is His footstool. It's beyond, it's beyond that. It's beyond that. And you guys all know the intricacies of how the earth hangs on nothing in the axis and we're just tilted just right to where we don't burn up or freeze. You, you guys, have, you've heard it all your lives. But yet we don't have the revelation of who God really is to us. Hallelujah. And the thing is, is that especially for, for men, it's, it's hard to, to, to think of yourself as, as the bride side because your, your flesh is in the way. But really, if you got down and you, you prayed hard enough and you fasted long enough, I think that you'd be okay with it. I think that it would be all right. If that's what it takes to get to heaven, I, I will gladly. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. We all have struggles. We all have situations that we try to to get through, but the thing that makes Jesus so special is He's seen you at your worst. There's nobody in here that's seen me at my worst. You might have thought that you had, but you haven't. <laughs> there are people that are, there are people all the time that are, that are killing. I was talking about the manly before, that that this happens or that happens, and and all their family. I, I'd have never thought that they'd have ever done something like that. There's situations you you can you can't read a newspaper or see an article without it being negative, but in that, you, you, you can't go through a whole news without finding something that somebody has done that somebody never would have thought that they'd have done that. And it's in every one of us. It's in every single one of us to do something that is unheard of. 
The problem is, is that most of the time it's ungodly. It's, it's murder or, or even worse sometimes. But that's also there in the spirit on the positive side. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many, how many of, know of, of men of God that, that have done great things that, that they would have never thought? You know, where, where they came from. You, I, I look at Jeff Arnold and I, I, I listen to some of his messages and to think of where he was and where he came from. It's like, how can somebody that had that background be able to preach and do what he does on the, you see what I mean? It goes, it goes both ways. And we've got to be able to balance that. And the problem is, is that life gets to people. Has anybody ever had life get to you and you ever just want to quit and walk away? Why? Because you're human. It's human. But as human beings, full of the Holy Ghost, if we can get the revelation that God is more than a provider, He's more than just a healer, that He is the husbandman of this church, and He deserves my attention. He deserves my attention. There's not a man, there's no kids in here, there's not a man in this building who doesn't enjoy his wife's attention. And if, you, if, if, if that's the case, then he's getting attention somewhere else and there's already an issue there. You, you understand, there, it's, just, it's just there. It, God created us with that in us. And God is, the Bible says that he's a jealous God. Why? I don't know why he's God. It's, it's, his, it's his decision. It's just how he is. But somehow... See, that's how you do it, Brother Hill. <laughs> you get real serious, and then you say something stupid. He'll learn. <laughs> no, I did. It's in my notes right here. Mess up. Say something serious, and then something stupid, and everybody will laugh. It's right here. I got it. I got it. Hallelujah, Jesus. But that's just who God is, and He's put that in us. He's put that jealousy in us. He's put the ability to crave attention in every one of us. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. When was the last time that God got your attention? When was the last time? Let's just, I'm, I'm not asking you to, I just want you to think about it. Just think about it. When was the last time that you stopped and gave God attention that didn't have ties to it? That you needed something? Because that's where we are. That's what happens when you're on this side of Jordan. You just stop. You just stop. And you make time. You make time. I know you're busy. There's nobody in this building that's not busy. Amen. Anybody busy? Anybody got a lot going on? School and work and kids and... Brother Langley's not busy. Don't raise your hand. Come on. <laughs> but there's got to be appointed times. We can, we can learn a lot from other religions we really can they have set times they do things certain ways every time but it's the point that they stop doing what they're doing and make time for their god but yet we have the truth the truth set us free we have everything in, in our hands and we don't do that and if we do it's only because i need i need something sister duncan i need i need a healing i need god to touch this person and touch that person. And I, I want him to, to move in our church. I want us to go to the next level in God. And God's saying, well, if you, guys, if you really knew who I was, you guys would already be there. If you really knew who I was, if you really knew who God really was and what he was capable of doing in your life. And yes, we allow guilt and our faults and failures to keep us from getting to a place. But I can tell you this as a dad, and I'm very new in it. My kids are not 10 and 11 in a month. 
But there's nothing in the world that they can do to where I would stop loving them. It doesn't matter. Brother Manley, God forbid, but my son could kill somebody. And I, yeah, I'm going to be disappointed, and he's going to have to deal with the, with the complications of that, but it's not going to change how I feel about him. God's the same way. You can't get away from the love and mercy and grace and the blood of God. No matter how hard you try, no matter where you go, there's people that have, that have went to the, to the extremes and have come back. Why? Because you just can't get away from the love and the mercy and the grace of God. You just you can't do it. It's right there. Hallelujah. But I want it. I want that revelation. I want it for me. I want it for our church. I was talking to Brother Sebastian. Him and him and Brother Floyd went and listened to Brother Stone King, and he they they made it very he made it very very simple. He said my job is to create an atmosphere and then connect the people to God. That's it. And then what you do with it is between you and God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I think that as a church, if we can create an atmosphere and we can connect to God to the point to where we really realize who He is, that it's beyond, it's beyond healing, it's beyond protecting, it's beyond providing. It's beyond that. Brother Davis, are you more than that? To Sister Davis? Sister Davis is smiling. I know that you are. As I'm not, I don't make fun of Brother Davis. There's a, I, we, I do draw lines. Brother Hill, Brother, this Davis is fine. I'm not, not making fun of that one. He's, well, shake his hand and see. You don't do that. Just leave him alone. But there... That's that, it, it's the type and shadow. It's the same thing. You're 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 just more than that, and you can't you can't explain that, brother Manley. You can't explain. Well, yeah, you you work, you pay bills, you do this, you do that. We we break it down, but any 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 given person in a family is irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable. You you know I, I know, and I know that you know of families who have lost lost children and they they've adopted. And it, it's just it's not it's not the same. Though there's certain things that are just irreplaceable. And it's not to take away from the adopt. He didn't do anything wrong, but he just you you just can't take the place of that. And we do it all the time. We fill that that void that we have with with the provider and the healer. We we fill those that spot of knowing who God really is with the things that we already know of Him, of those other areas that we've adopted and we've brought in. That, that, that's, how we, that's how we fill that void. But if we would, and the thing is, is that I'm scared to do that. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm afraid of allowing God to reveal Himself to me the way that He wants to. It scares me. Because I know He's going to force change in me. And it's going to make me be different. And I like how I am, Brother Davis. I'm, I'm human. I'm flesh. But if I can get there, if I can just let God do what He wants to do and let Him change me, Hallelujah, Jesus. The revelation of who He is. He's more than what we allow Him to be. The supremacy of God is so majestic and solitary that comparison is impossible. The very heavens are a mere tent of who God really is. But the heaven of heavens cannot even contain who God really is. He is not confined geographically, for He is a God, God at hand and the God far off. See, that's what's great about God is He's, he's everywhere. We, we know omniscient, omnipresent. We know, all those, we know all those things, but yet we keep it under those titles. 
And I'm serious. Always everywhere at one time, and then that, but that's all. That's all that he is. He's not really everywhere. That's just what we say that he is. Because if you're asked the question, then I know the answer. It's not because I, I've accepted and I've got the revelation that God is really everywhere at all times and all-powerful. It's that, oh, that's how I've been taught, so now that's how I'm going to... If you ask me, Brother Dave, now I know the answer. That has nothing to do with the real revelation of who God really is. It's so that I can answer the question when asked. God, forgive me. To properly understand the Word of God, a person must have his heart and mind open to spiritual discernment. Amen? Our natural mineral, mental facilities are inadequate to grasp infinity or eternal. It's hard to understand that God was here. He's always been here when I had a beginning. I was, I was created. I, was, I, have, I, I have a birth date, if you will. And God doesn't. It's hard to understand. Really, think about it. The time goes backwards as far as it goes forwards, and He's always been here. And what did he do for the infinity before he... It just it's, gets kind of crazy. My little pea brain can't wrap my mind around it. But that's why I have the Holy Ghost. To where spiritually I can open myself up and understand things that to my flesh make no sense. I was talking... I said last, last Sunday we were, we were at the park and one tree had started to turn orange. And then we went yesterday and almost all of them are starting to, starting to change now. But the point was, was that... They just, they just obey God. They don't have a choice. They just do what they're told. Now, whether one does it before everybody else does, it doesn't matter. So we were there. We went by yesterday, and it, it, most of them, not all of them, but most of them are starting to change. And I was telling them it's amazing that how quickly we catch on to what everybody else is. Once you know someone has found that groove in God, how quickly, how quickly we all catch up with that. And then I find myself doing it because, well, that's how it worked for him. Or that's what she did, and it worked. Hallelujah. That's where we've got to check ourselves. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but there's, there's got to be a time to where you do it for you. Uh, and I, I, I'm so thankful that you come, and we're unified, and we have wonderful services. But there's got to be a point to where this goes beyond what it is for you. I, it doesn't help me a bit that Brother Robertson's got 32 revelations. And I'm just going to follow him where, you know, wherever he goes. There's got to be a point to where, hey, I, I want that. I want that. Not because I think I'm as good as him or because I want to be what he is. It's because I see what God's doing with him and that's what I want God to do to me. There's, there's, just, a, there's just a separation in there. The essence of recognition deals with both knowledge and acceptance. In one sense, it is the identif identification of a person as being known to another. Every one of us have names. Every, all of us have, we, some of us have nicknames, Papaw Davis. Some of us just have, have different uh, ways of being known to other people. There's a lot of people that you call a certain name, that, that, that's a nickname. They've, they've not been called their real name for years because they, they, there was a nickname there and it just it stuck. It, all their friends call them that. All their family now call them that. What is, what is your name to God? Are you just another child that's roaming the earth until he comes back? No, you're not. You, God knows who you are. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. And here's the thing. In a relationship, if one person knows everything about another and you don't know nothing about them, it won't work. It won't work. I'm not a psychologist. It's just psychiatrist, however you want to say it. 
It just, it won't, it doesn't work that way. It just, it can't happen. You've got to know. So what, what do you know about God? Well, you know all the, all the things that you were taught. You know he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and last. He's a strong and mighty tower that the righteous can run into, and you're safe. You know all those things because you've heard it, Brother Davis, over and over. You've preached it. You've taught it. You've done all these things. But do you really, do you know him? Do you really know who God is? Hallelujah, Jesus. And here's where it's at. This is what Paul said. He said, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Paul had the amazing ability of just understanding who God was and what he wanted from him. Now, there's a lot of you that are doing the will of God, but... but there's a, there's a difference between just having it. Well, you're the worship leader. No, I'm, I'm doing God's will. Knowing that and then really knowing what God wants from me as a person, not just as a music leader. Oh, he's, a, he's the associate pastor. He's in the will of God. Yeah, but there's more to that than what we see. There's, there's more to that individually. It was what Paul was doing when no one was around. It was what all these men were doing when, when nobody else was watching. It's easy Sometimes to come in here and just smile and do what you, do your job, just just do your job. If your job's to worship, then you worship. If your job's to play an instrument, you just play. If your job's to run the sound, brother Neil, you just you just do your job, and then you go home. There was there was no there was no sensitivity there. There was nothing nothing that God could work with. How many times have we done that? How many times have you come in here and you went through all the motions correctly? in the right attitude, and then you left the same way you came. How many times? How many times have I come in here and I disappointed God and then was told I did a good job? You, you, see, the, you see the difference. There's more to this than, than what we're doing. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to come in here and appease you guys. I don't. I don't. I want to please God. I want to please Him. I want to make sure that he knows that he is the most... Without him, I am lost. I'm lost. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's certain things that just cannot be understood by the flesh. Every one of you have dealt with that. You've talked to people that just got their minds made up in certain areas, and there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Because they don't have the Holy Ghost, they don't understand what you're saying. They have no idea what it's like to be where you're at. And when it comes to knowing God, recognizing who he is, and understanding the Word of God... It takes study. The Bible says to study to show thyself approved. Why? Why would, you, why would you want to? Because you desire to be intimate with God. That's why. You don't study because then I'll know more than Brother Davis. I don't study to try to impress you with being able to quote books of the Bible. I study because I want to know Him. And that's my problem is I've done it before. I've, went, I've, I've done it. I've studied, I've studied Scripture to try to impress somebody. You, you see the difference. There's a difference between studying this for personal gain and studying this because I, I want to know who He is. And that's the only way that I can be approved of God. It's the only way I can get His approval. I want Him to be proud of me. And the only way I can do that is to study and find out who He is and then just love Him. It's the only way. I can't do it any other way. In dealing with people in the Old Testament, God reveals Himself in various ways. These appearances often took such forms as burning bushes, clouds, fire, 
angelical forms coming unto different ones. He appeared unto Abraham, he appeared unto Jacob, he appeared unto Joshua, and also to Daniel. There's so many things, and you can see as we, um, as time went on, God appeared in different forms. Why? Because we begin to get revelation. We begin to, to mature in Him. So then He was able to show Himself in different ways. God has not shown Himself in ways that He desires yet. Why? Because I'm not mature enough. I'm not where I need to be in God long enough for Him to really show me the things of God. There are certain, the Bible says that no one knows the day nor the hour, but He'll reveal things in the Spirit. He can't do that if I don't have a revelation of Him. He's not just going to randomly pick people. Well, they, they can handle it because they couldn't. They wouldn't be able to handle it. Those revelations, those things in the Spirit that you desire, you cannot get there if you don't have a relationship with God. Not the relationship of His, of his titles and His abilities, of Him as God. Not the healer, not the protector, not the provider. God as, as, as who He is. But as you can see, God also made His greatest manifestation when He come to this earth as Jesus Christ. God revealed Himself as the Father in creation and in the relationship to His Son, in the Son, the Savior of all mankind, and as the Holy Ghost in the work of regeneration. We should not receive these manifestations as three different ones. We know this. But if we would put as much time and emphasis on understanding who God really is as we do trying to break down the three manifestations of God, where, where would you be? How many times have we studied? Man, you can argue with people all the time about revelation. Have you ever noticed everybody has, has a doctorate in revelation, but they don't understand who Jesus is? You, you know, you, you understand that. If they would put as much time and emphasis on trying to understand the end of the world as they would just knowing, knowing Him, where would you be? Man. And I'm as guilty as anybody in here trying to... You try to just live life. You try to study different things. You try to read books. We're talking about Friday, Friday night. We just try to try to get a better understanding, broaden your horizon. And the whole time, God's just like, I guess I'll wait on you. Whenever, whenever you're ready. I'm tired of waiting. I want to, I want to know Him. I want to know Him like I've never known Him. Jesus was both God and man. He could assume the role of pure deity and at the same time submit to the limitations of the flesh. He commanded the physical elements all over this world. He controlled demons. He controlled hell. He forgave sins and was worshipped and also worshipped. But he also became weary. He became hungry. He was tempted of all things. He prayed. He fasted. And then he eventually died. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus had the ability to do what every one of us have the ability to. Be human. And still hold yourself to a standard. He showed it. He's the perfect example. Now, none of us are him. Never, I'm, I'm not him. I'm not him. But he gave, he gave us the ability to do exactly as he did. Exactly like he did it. And it's just making up my mind to just do it. Even in the garden, as God's, as Jesus' life come to a close, he asked that this cup pass from him, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Why? Because he had a revelation of who God was. And it was easier for him because he was God, but... The example is still there. Hallelujah, Jesus. No matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, no matter what valley you're in, He's right there with you. He's right there with you. Let Him help. And as a man, it's hard to let people help you sometimes. I want to do it. I can handle it. I, I got this. And I don't. I don't have it. I don't have control. Oh, Jesus. 
I try, and I fail. And all the time, God's like, well, just, I can help you. But I don't have the revelation of who he is, so I try to do it on my own, and I fail. There are many titles and attributes to God in the Old Testament and also ha- apply to Jesus. The Lord in the Old Testament plainly states he is the first and last, and beside him there is none in Isaiah. When John was on the Isle of Patmos, he saw Jesus Christ in the midst of the golden candlesticks. The sight was so awesome that John fell on his face as if he were dead. Jesus laid his hands on him and said, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was once dead. There is something about knowing not only his ability to live and to die, but it's just knowing him as more than that. That that was what separates some of the greatest ones that have ever ever walked this planet from everybody else because they just they just accepted that revelation. There are people all over this world dying for causes that are ridiculous. And then there's selfish apostolics sitting here doing nothing. David said, is there not a cause? <laughs> is there not a cause? I'm the youngest. All my brothers are bigger, stronger, and they're sitting around here like a bunch of babies. While an ungodly man is destroying my faith and my family and my church. Is there not a cause? There are spirits, there are things all over this world trying its best to destroy you and your family, trying to destroy my pastor and everything that I find sacred. It's so easy to just come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, study this to show myself approved. But God's looking for more than that. And I believe He's found it here. I really do. I'm I'm not much on smoke and trying to make you feel better about yourself. I'm just being honest that I believe that we have a group of people that are willing to really find out who God really is. To not just cross Jordan because everybody else is, but to really dig down deep and really try to get a revelation of who He is outside of this. Take this home with you. Take it to your families to really dig in and really understand who God is. Isaiah prophesied that when God came, the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf would be unstopped, that lame men would leap. And while John the Baptist was in prison, he sent two disciples unto Jesus to, que- to ask him the question. Are you him? <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you just wanted to know, are you really God? Has anybody been to a point to where you questioned? Have you ever really been there? Have you ever really questioned who God is? Questioned your ministry? Questioned your life? That was what John was trying to do. He was like, I know who you are, God. I, I've seen you. I, I, I've felt your presence. I know what it's like to be with you, but are you really who you say that you are? He was yearning for that relationship. He was yearning for that revelation of who God really, really was. And it took being in prison for him to get to the place to where it was okay with his flesh to get there. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Go down to verse 14. We all know it. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, and the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now the problem is, again, that I've studied this, and now I know it. John 1, 1 and 2. John 1 and 14. But I have no idea what that means. Not on a personal level. That He was able to come out of glory 
robe himself in flesh, and then die for me. There are uh, situations going on all over this world. There are people who are, uh, the divorce rate is almost a 60%. I'm not a big statistician, but that's bad. But it's because they're finding out the worst of the other person, and they don't like it. And in our awesome country, it's okay to not like it anymore. But God's seen us at our worst and can still say, I love you. I love you. You got hope. I can use that. I can use that. Paul was probably one of the most arrogant, ungodly, selfish people on this planet. And I say that with all due respect. He wrote over half the New Testament, but God looked at him and said, I can, I can use that. I can use that. He's taken men out of bars that just love to do nothing but fight and drink, and it's turned them into outstanding men of God. He's taken women with horrible backgrounds and pasts and turned them into some of the greatest intercessors that this world's ever seen. But it's because they got so desperate enough that they desired to know that revelation of who God really was. It got beyond just <laughs> it got beyond just knowing all the words to say at the right time. It got beyond that. It got to something more personal. Jesus made the ultimate example out of the woman with the issue of blood. Who touched me? Well, everybody's touching you, God. No. No, there's a difference between rubbing up against me and pushing yourself into me and touching me. Somebody, somebody got a revelation of who I was and they touched me. They understood. They've, they've, they've went everywhere else. They've tried everything else. They, they've went to this doctor. They've went, to, went there. They, they've went everywhere else that they could go and there wasn't any, any relief for the pain. So you push yourself into, into a place to where only God, could, God can change that. And that's who touched him. It wasn't, God, I found myself being in that throng of people, Brother Davis, where I just wanted to be in the room with him. I just wanted to be a part of the 5,000 that ate the fish. I just wanted to be a part of it. And God spoke to me, that's not enough. There's more to me than that. There's more to me than just some, some fish. I've been on that boat to where I couldn't, I couldn't fix the situation and I've had, to ask, had God... Get him up and come up and, and calm, calm everything down for me. And him look at me and say, where's your faith? You have, no, you have no relationship with me. Because if any of them had that revelation, they could have calmed it themselves. I want that revelation. I want it more than anything else in this world. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't want a title. I don't, I don't want that. That's just, it's not me. But there have been times when I've been sucked into just going with what everybody else is doing that I lost, I lost track. I lost track of that revelation of who God really was and what He's capable of doing in my life. Peter gets out of the boat and walked on water. The only, only place I could find where, where any, 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 any of us have ever, have ever done that. But as soon as he took his eyes off the revelation, he, he began to go right back to where all the rest of us are. Some would say it'd be better to just stay in the boat and to get the revelation and lose it. I'm not going to argue that either way, but either way, without that revelation, I'm lost. Either I'm on a boat rowing to and fro wherever the waves take us or I'm getting out and trying to, I'm at least, at least tried. Hallelujah. 
What a mighty God we serve. He's here this morning. And I feel Him. I know that He's here. I feel so humbled and honored to know that the Creator of everything is, is in this place. And what would seem is wasting His time on me, but He's not. He's waiting on me to get a revelation of who He is. He's waiting on me to understand that there's more to Him than just being a provider, just being someone who I can, I can look to. Hallelujah, Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith. From his birth, Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us. He's always with me. No matter where I go, no matter how deep in sin I get, he's still Emmanuel. He's still God with me. Hallelujah. He was born the Lord and the Savior and also just a baby. He became flesh to become the message of what all the truth is. And I've learned through all the scriptures and understanding who Jesus was and watching all the disciples and reading all the stories, trying to study to impress. I've realized that even, even these men that got to walk with him and eat with him and touch him and hold him and even understood what he was really all about still, still struggled with the revelation of who he really was. Peter denied him. He, he did everything but crucify him himself. And it took getting on his face and crying and letting some things go before he really got that revelation of who God really, really was. Paul, you guys know who Paul was. He did some very ungodly things, but it took, him, it took being blinded on a road to do more damage for three days. And him hearing the voice of God, knowing that Ananias was coming before he really understood that there's more to this. There are people here that have done this as long as I've been alive. And I mean no disrespect, but you really don't know the full revelation of who God is. Hallelujah. I'm ready as a church to understand who God is. That He's more than just somebody that can, that can raise our little red our little red thermometer up to 25,000. He's more than that. And whether he does it or not, he's still God. That he's more than that. He's God. And he deserves everything that I can possibly give him. What separated John? He was uh, he's cast onto the Isle of Patmos. We've talked about it being the, the very foundations of hell. And he was able to have revival. He wrote that book. Revelation. Why? Because he got the revelation. It made sense. It clicked. There was something in him that, that wanted more than just that provider, that healer. I don't, I don't want to stop God at that. I don't want him to just be those things to me, and he has. I've made that mistake of just allowing God to be that to me. Sitting here and let him... Let him touch people's lives and just be rejoice with them and then stop. No more. I've been a part of altar calls that were, that were fantastic and great and I've watched people's lives change. I've watched my own life be changed. I've watched God change my own mind and, and then stop. That's enough. And then go home just a little different than what I was. I need a revelation. I've got to get a revelation of who God really is. 
Jesus Christ was the image of the invisible God. He was the brightness of, of God, God's glory. He was able to fulfill everything that he could have as a man. He was able to do that. Why? Because he understood that there was a cause. He had an understanding. He had the revelation. So we, uh, we want to be Christ-like. Amen? We want to be like Jesus. He said, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. Be holy, for I am holy. Well, there was something that he did that I have yet to do, and that's understand and have a revelation of who God really, really is. Now, there are times when we can, we can come in here, and I'm all about running and shouting and, and enjoying the presence of God. I try to push it as much as I can. I, I, I enjoy it. I like seeing Sister Fox. I'm so glad that you're doing better. We talked about it Friday night. God's really done a great thing. She got out, and she just, she just walked around that aisle. It's just, I love it. I love, I love that part of God. But it seems like I, that, that suffices me. And I don't want it to anymore. I want to know who God is. I want to know beyond anything that I've ever felt or understood before. And I know that saying, saying that I know that because I understand that it's going to do something to me that my flesh is not going to like. It's going to force change. And I hate change. Anybody hate change? How many are sitting here knowing that you know the revelation of God but you won't accept it because you know it's going to force change? But as hard as it is, I, I want it. I really, I really do. And God's pushing us into a place of desperation to where we have to choose. Either you're going to go further with me or you're going to go somewhere else. There are no in-betweens. They're ripping ceilings out of, out of houses to drop people down to where they could get a revelation of Jesus. We come and go as we please. Ah, oh, Jesus. There's so much more to God than what we could ever understand. The Bible, the, the, uh, our awesome scientists, which I take nothing from them, very smart people beyond me, they say that a light year is 186,000 miles per second. Or I'm sorry, that that's the speed of, I'm sorry, that's the speed of light. And a light year is that times a year, which is roughly 5.8 trillion miles in a year. And, uh, they say that our galaxy is 16 of those, which is a bunch. That's a lot. Um, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big galaxy. And uh, I, was look, I was thinking about that. And the thing is, is that God's allow us to have the understanding that we have. He's allow us to allow technology to, to go the way that it is. And I think it is for, it can be for revelation, if you will. Some call it evolution, but I think anything that would cause you to be better is just all part of revelation. It's all part of you understanding something that you didn't understand before is a revelation. It's not evolution. But I said that to, to say that they, they, they've, got, they've roughly got a measurement of how big our galaxy is or what we can, we can physically measure. And it's, it's nothing to God. It, it just it doesn't matter. He's got all these, he's got all these things. He's got... So much in this world that is beautiful. Every ocean, every beach. There, there's so many things that there, there are things. I've talked to many of you that went certain places, Brother Dave, and just oh, you should have seen it. It's beautiful. It's just breathtaking. 
this natural ability that God has. And with all that beauty, He comes in here and wants, wants me. <laughs> he could be sitting on a beach somewhere just enjoying who He is and what He's created. But He's here this morning. <laughs> just wanting to spend time with me. Hallelujah. You have to forgive me. I'm not, not much on yelling and screaming except for at my kids and my wife and certain ones. But there are times when it's good to just be in His presence. It feels good to just, to just stop and just say, I love you, God. And mean it. Not just say it because Brother Sebastian can hear me. I love you, Jesus. But to, but to mean it. To know who He is and be thankful for all that He's done for me. And to just tell Him. You know how many people have done things for you and all they wanted was you to say thank you? No, we try to, you try to pay them. You try to, try to make it right. All they're asking for is just thank you. I appreciate your help. Just to know that they helped you. That they were there for you. That's all that, that's all that they're asking. God's not any different. We're created just like Him. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes that's all, that's all He's wanting. He knows what He's brought you out of, just as you do. So sometimes He just wants you to, to say it. To physically stop what you're doing and just say, Sister Davis, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. He's no different. Hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. I really think that where we're trying to go as a church that that we're going to have to push ourselves to, to that revelation. And I, I'm not saying that nobody in here has it that please don't in, misinterpret what I'm saying. But as a church, individually, yeah, some of you are right, right where you need to be. But as a church, as a group of people, we need to allow God to, to reveal some things. And the only way that He can do that is if we bury the flesh and to do everything that we don't want to do. And our pastor's going to be here tonight, and even if, he's, even if, if, he, if he starts hurting, and then so be it. But we're going we're gonna to get a revelation tonight. So this is what I want you, this is what I, I ask you to do. I'm not, not forcing you, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But I, I want you to, let's, just, let's just, just close your eyes all over this place. I want you to, to commit to, to try this. I'm going to try this, God. I'm going to try to dig deeper and to go further. I'm going to try to get a revelation of who you are that's beyond what I feel and what I know as you are right now, God, that's beyond, beyond a, a, a helper, beyond a protector, a provider. I, I'm talking about today, God, I'm going to stop at some point, and I'm just going to say, I love you, God. Today, during, this, during today, I'm going to start this revelation process of, of going beyond myself, and I know that my flesh isn't going to like it. I know that I'm going to get busy, and I know there's things that are going to happen today, but I'm going to force myself, I'm going to force my family, to just stop for a moment and just say, I love you, Jesus. And then while I do that, I'm going to let Him love me back. Thus starting this revelation. And tonight, I'm going to come early. I'm going to be here. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. I'm going to dig deeper than I've ever dug before. Because you know what? I'm, I'm not on this side of Jordan just because everybody else is. I'm on this side of Jordan because I decided that this is what I want, this is where I'm going in Him, that I'm going to step into the land of promise. You guys, you want some promises from God, get a revelation of who He is. God has, 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 put, revela he has put promises 
in your heart. He's put, he's put things in your spirit. He's put things in your ministry that haven't come to pass yet. You know what He's waiting for? He's waiting on you to get a revelation of who He is and then all that will come to pass. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a few minutes. It's going to take, take a little bit of dedication on my behalf. But I believe that if I push hard enough, that there are promises that God's made that He will let come to pass if I get a revelation of who He is and what He's trying to do. Hallelujah. With hands raised all over this place, let's just love Him for a few minutes and dismiss. Oh God, I love You this morning. I thank You for all Your, all your love, all Your compassion, all Your protection, all Your safety. But God, I want more tonight, Jesus. I want more today. And I commit myself, God, and I'm going to push myself today, God, to start this revelation of, of really knowing who You are, God, and getting into where you, you desire for me to be. God, there are promises that I'm waiting to come to pass that I know that if I get this revelation, they'll come true, Jesus. I know there's, there are lost loved ones, God, that I know that You've promised would come back. If I just get this revelation, if I get desperate enough to not just rub shoulders with You, but to touch You, God, to get in a place of the throne room of grace, the mercy seat of God that pushes me to be uncomfortable, that will push me to, be on, to go beyond myself, to fall on the rock and be broken. Come on, just for a moment, anybody on this side of Jordan, they'll just love Him for a little bit. I know it's Sunday morning, I know it's time to go get something to eat and spend time with family, but just for a minute, can we just, can we just spend time with Jesus? Can we just give Him just a few minutes of, of, of our time? Hallelujah, Jesus, with, with nothing else going on, but just, just Him and me. And as you pour out, let Him pour back in. Hallelujah, I know it's awkward, I know it's different, I know your flesh is telling you that it's, it's time to stop, it's time to go home. Hallelujah. It's time for, time for lunch, but just, just a few moments of, of our time. Just, just a, little bit of, a little bit of love and, and, and admiration. Thank You, Jesus, for this day. I thank You, God, for your, your mercy and Your grace this morning. But I need You, Jesus. I desire You, God. The Bible says that deep calls thou to deep. Is there things that are deep down inside that we need to let go of, that we need to get rid of? Some things that are deep down inside that I've held on to for years and years. That you know that if I would just let go of those things, that God could do something in my life. But here I stand just, just not wanting to go any further than this spot. Not wanting to, to get any deeper or any, any more revelation of God because I'm comfortable where I'm at. God forced me to be uncomfortable. Forced me out of myself, Lord. To where I trust You in areas that I've never trusted You before. Our pastor's the greatest example of this. God has forced him into pain and staying at home to where he can say things and do things and give him revelations that he can never give him here. That's the prayer. God, force me. Force me, God. I know my flesh isn't going to want to if the option came that I would deny you just like Peter did. There was a moment, there was a moment of brokenness that Peter suffered. He had to go through of, of just being broke of who he was before he really understood that this had to happen. He said, Jesus, I'll never let you die. God, I'll never let that happen. And Jesus, Jesus called him Satan and told him to get behind him because nothing was going to interfere with God's will. 
He allowed His pride to rise up and there had to be a moment of brokenness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know some of you might have to go and you're dismissed in Jesus' name, but, but if you can just give Him just a few moments, just give God a few moments to, to just enjoy Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. I need Him. I need Him this morning. 